I gotta ask, uh, because I realize that um, I don't just want to throw you to the wolves this early. Uh, how familiar are you with No Sleep, at all, if, if at all? Um, so I believe that I've listened to some YouTube videos before. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, not the greatest, but I've listened to some before. I haven't exactly, like, read them from, like, the No Sleep uh, subreddit before. This will be interesting, because I think you'll be going into this without a lot of the preconceived notions that some people have with No Sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> like, um, I think that's good. I think getting a, getting a fresh set of eyes and someone not jaded by the long and winding road that is internet horror and or creepypasta and or No Sleep Reddit fiction. So, um, uh, with that said, welcome to the show, Viv. <laughs> oh, God, I am intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try not. It's it's okay. Look, uh, this this is a uh, this is. Don't be intimidating. This is just a proving ground where we will we will uh, put you through the absolute paces when it comes to uh, literary analysis. You know, no pressure. Okay, I feel it. I feel the pressure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. This is a podcast wherein I and usually a bunch of random people, sometimes people you know, sometimes people you don't know, uh, get together and read uh, submitted stories with the hope that they will uh, inspire uh, creativity, or at the very least we can help inspire creativity back that, or we'll just laugh our asses off at what we read. Uh, as always, I am your host, your ghost host, David King, and uh, joining me today is someone I've known for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Viv, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Viv. Um, I like reading, and I like writing, and I like drawing. <laughs> now, it was actually how we met was, uh, at, uh, was it, was it, a was it ALA? Um, yeah, it was ALA. I think, oh, yeah, I had my booth. I forgot about that. Oh. That's right. It was the last, that was technically speaking, the last con I went to before, uh, the world went into quarantine, so. Oh. God, yeah, you're right. That was this year. It's a tragedy. Dang. Yeah, it feels like it was a lot longer ago, right? <laughs> it does. Huh. I was supposed to go to another convention, too. I even paid for it, so I'm glad they got me, like, my refund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... they um, I, I, We were set up to go to a couple... Actually, we were going to go to Ren Fair for the first time this year, and then that got canceled, so... Dang. Yeah. It's... it's uh, it's this. It's tricky. These things. And but at least ALA was a really good con. Um, and uh, I, it, I had a, I had a good time overall. It was funny because I was I was cleaning up around my uh, my apartment recently, and I actually found again, kind of tucked over where I keep a lot of the stuff I haven't hung up yet. Uh, the uh, the poster I bought from you. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot about. Oh yeah, I gave you the. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the one of uh, Sheeta oh, from uh, Castle in the Sky. Dang, that wasn't so long ago. Wow, it, time's kind of warped right now. Yeah, let's see. Well, it's 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 that was in January, and now it's late. It's late May, so four months. There's been like a four month span. Oh, yeah. I, it okay. feels way longer ago. It really does. <laughs> I don't even think the talk of the unpleasantness was uh, was even a twinkle in anyone's eye at that point. Uh-uh, I think it was maybe, like, m maybe a month or two later, right? Yeah, like, I started, I felt like, like I started to hear about it in, like, early, like, maybe early to mid-February? No, must have been, like, early February. Huh. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I don't watch the news, so this all like hit me in the face when I decided I'm going to watch the news. I said, oh my god, the world's on fire. Well, I mean, to be fair, Australia, all of Australia was literally on fire near the beginning of the year, so... Oh, no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to choke it like that. Oh, no, 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 no I no. forgot about that, too. I'm just saying it's true. The world is on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, and I never get bored. Hey, now you're an all-star. Oh, so, God. Oh, my God. Be prepared to deal with my nonsense. This uh, this is just what I do. I, I'm sorry. This is your first UCA, and I barely prepared you for it. Uh, no, this is nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, good. So, so you, so you, you write. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you art. I art. What would you... And I have carpal tunnel. Oh no. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> like that last part yeah, about so. the carpal tunnel. <laughs> I know it. It it kind of hurts, but it also kind of doesn't. We'll how, see what happens. <laughs> that's fair. How how would you how would you describe your your art style? Because I. It's it's really it's really interesting. I think it's that's what caught my attention initially, and then you and I struck up a conversation, as is the way things go at cons pretty often. But it's not often I usually pull someone I've met from like a booth at a con into one of these podcasts. So this is this is interesting. Mm, for art style, what I used to do was well, so my art style is kind of like a Frankenstein. So I see all the different artists that I like, and I pick and choose like, oh, I like the way the artist does nose for this. So I just kind of like always look at the way they draw noses. And then if another person was eyes, and I I look at the way that account always draws eyes. And then eventually all these things just like kind of come together, and then I don't even look at their stuff anymore. And then I just have this like different thing, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Oh, like, I'm just, like, having a buff, bunch of, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes, like, the way I feel, I guess, that's how I also reference, because sometimes I might want to make something cute, which is very rare, and then <laughs> I might just try to make something light, or, I don't know, most of the times it's really dark, though, but that's I, what well, makes me happy. I was about happy, to say, so. if I was going to describe your, your art style, like, in, in simple terms, it would be uh, usually uh, sad, creepy girl crying big, multicolored tears. <laughs> yeah! Oh my gosh, I love depressed girls. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> I know, I just drew a depressed girl today. Oh, you did, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was um it's just a like one of the posters that I'm going to end up giving to some of the people that helped me with my uh, book launch. So, I've been just doing a lot of depressing art and they love it as well. So, <laughs> a book launch you say. Well, you'll have to tell us all about that. <laughs> Once we get through these, uh, this, this story yeah. we have in front of us here from No Sleep. Heck yeah, I keep staring at it. It's totally not intimidating. Not at all? Uh, just a smidge. Okay, fair enough. Well, to be fair, this story was submitted to us by uh, Atticus Garrison. I want to thank Atticus for, uh, for sending the story. And um, I thought this would be fun because um, I'll give my reasoning for just a second, but let me read what Atticus wrote in the message. Uh, I am a longtime listener of the pod and decided to send in my works for you to peruse. I cannot vouch for their quality. I mostly write in my free time as a hobby, but I would love to hear your thoughts on them if you ever get around to them. If not, no worries. Just thought I would send some stories your way in case you need more fodder for content. Well, I can always use more fodder for content, Atticus, so thank you. So, um, considering Viv here is kind of new to no sleep, I thought it would be fun to get the perspective, two kind of different, uh, perspectives here. Uh, the first, we're gonna read, uh, and, uh, two of the stories that you submitted, uh, that Atticus submitted. Uh, one of them is uh, at, is the first one we're going to read is called My Brother Used to Race Sprint Cars, which is a very 
it's a no sleep title, but it doesn't suffer from no sleep title syndrome. And, and to, to kind of give you an explanation of, of that, Viv, um, no sleep title syndrome is the idea that you need to clickbait people to read your stories because there's so many. So you usually name your story some really asinine long thing that like, it's like, I, there's a running jokes about it. Like, you know, uh, I bought, I bought bought an abandoned cabin to hang out, uh, you know, with my college grant. And now I wish I hadn't, you know, something like that. Oh my God. I know that. It's like, uh, my mother used to date psychos and now blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. No sleep title syndrome. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. (laughs) It is here. (laughs) So, I better get you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is actually kind of nice. My brother used to race sprint cars. It's like bordering that, but not quite. Anyway, we're going to read that. Uh, and Atticus frames this as my most recent story. Mostly was out on was an idea that came to me. I will let you and the gang decide if the execution was well done. Uh, so we can do that first. And that's a good way to frame this one, because this was uploaded about three months ago. And uh, so we're just going to uh, get right get right into the, the thick of things. Uh, you ready for this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll do it popcorn style. Uh, do you uh, do you want to start or shall I? You know what? I could I could I could I could start first. All right. Uh, first paragraph is yours. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It all started the night my brother Clark was paralyzed. We are both sprint car drivers. If you have never seen sprint car racing, it's like if you ha- it's like if you put a jet engine on a go-kart and had them race around a quarter-mile dirt pit. Some incredibly dangerous and fun racing. My brother and I race specifically wingless spirit sprint cars which have a tendency to flip and continue to flip, especially when they ha- when they get a hung throttle like Clark did. There is no video from the night of the crash, but if morbid curiosity dictates that you need some of the visu- of some of visual to accompany this, here is a recent wreck by Kyle Larson that demonstrates a fraction of what could happen behind the wheel of a sprint car. If it's blue, does does that mean we click on it? Yeah, there's a link there. Um, so I mean, it's I think it looks like it links to a YouTube video. Oh, 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 oh! That is quite the crash. But I guess that's kind of what happens and why they built them with that chassis like that. Oh, my. (laughs) Is he okay? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He bounced back from that. Dang. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what happens. Okay, so um, I've never I I mean, I've known about sprint cars, but I've never actually seen a sprint car crash. But is it weird to say that that like as soon as I saw I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're 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 racing. It's Mario Kart. It's it's Mario Kart in real life. Yeah, I mean, it's bound. It's bound just to have something happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we have a visual. Now we have a visual aid. Turning up the volume a little. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let me see. Do we continue? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Clark was out front that night, no reason to push the issue on cars as he came by lapping them. Then right as he crossed the start-finish line for the white flag, you could immediately tell something was wrong. You used the throttle to turn the car. If you can't let off on the gas, no amount of turning the steering wheel left is going to help you. Clark drove the car right up up the banking, wall and and over, flipping and tumbling into the side of the wall 
out of the track and into the wooded area that surrounded it. I swear I could still hear the scream of the engine as the car tumbled into the woods. I, I just want to comment real quick. I like how they said I could still hear the scream of the engine instead of like saying that as the person. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, not- that's a good detail. I do appreciate that. <laughs> You gotta you gotta work your your scream metaphors in where you can. So already points, right? Yeah, points. Heck yeah, I'm a, I'm a junkie for like metaphors and symbolism. So <laughs> comes to being an artist and a writer, but yeah. <laughs> <I'm right. laughs> no, that's great. Um, yeah, so far, um, uh, yeah, uh, so Alex far. seems to know what he's talking about when it comes to the sprint cars. I didn't realize that much went into it, but I the idea that it like flew over the wall and oh, into the woods is crazy to me. Yeah, it kind of, like, it kind of scares me, like, what these cars can do, and yet yeah, people are still doing it, but I guess, I mean, people like doing dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I, I wouldn't do it. You couldn't catch me doing it. Like I said, if you want to play Mario Kart, just play Mario Kart. You don't, <laughs> some people want to do Mario Kart for real. Safe on the couch. Uh... I remember running from my spot in the pits with a crowd of other would-be rescue personnel away from the track and into the woods where the car went flying. I tried to ignore the gaping hole in the catch fence, the large divots of dirt dislodged and thrown about as the car tumbled down the hill, and I tried to ignore the pieces of strewn sheet metal as I ran towards where the car sat. I only saw the undercarriage at first. The bright red car was buried headfirst in the base of a tree. I could see my brother's arm laying limply hanging out of the cockpit. A man in a dark red suit was standing over the car, head arced over the cockpit, almost like he was talking to Clark. I yelled my brother's name, and the man in the dark suit slowly spun around. I recognized him immediately. Martin Stoff, president of Stoff Auto Parts, the company that sponsored my brother's race car and largely provided the funding that allowed him to race a full season. I remember asking Stoff what he was doing here. Almost in a daze, he just looked at me with a hint of a smile on his lips, Barely perceptible, not sure if he was even there or just something I had attributed to the memory, or if it was even there. <laughs> I wasn't sure if Stoff was even there. Uh, I attributed it to the memory in hindsight. Now, Atticus, is this a reference to the seventh guest? <laughs> um, is that another subreddit that's connecting with this one? Oh, no. Uh, the, the seventh guest is an old, old, old uh, computer game, like like a DOS computer game or something. No, it was a CD-ROM game, but it was a, it was like a puzzle adventure game, and the main antagonist of the game was a man named Stoff. Oh. Which is an anagram of Faust. Huh. Okay. So I'm immediately getting Deal with the Devil vibes here, because, I mean, you know what? What was Stoff's first name? I'm going to... Tell you what, uh, did, I, I like, I appreciate that, but I'm, I'm a little distracted by the fact that I know about, uh, I know about Stoff, so. Well, let me to loudly Google. Maybe that was- <laughs> Let's see, did he, Henry Stoff, his name was Henry Stoff. Okay, so, not exactly, but you're on thin ice, Atticus. <laughs> by the way, if, you, if you've never heard of The Seventh Guest, it's worth looking up, just for the sheer, you can find people played on on youtube and stuff but it's it, it's it's surreal it's one of those early horror adventure games and uh just it's, it's fun it's got a good aesthetic oh no i i definitely like looking at those usually if i eat my lunch i just have those playing in the background so i'm oh, probably yeah. gonna look that up later nice yeah definitely it's a good one um um let's see all right so uh, so we so brothers in the cockpit of the car and there's stuff art parts man 
Yeah. And then, let me see. I was pulled from my super when I heard Clark scream. He was in agony. I rushed to the car, stopped gliding away from it to let me and the safety workers close. I could see how mangled the cockpit was, smell the fuel leaking all over the ground. The front end of the cockpit was completely mangled and warped. Clark was going in and out of consciousness as the track workers tried removing him. Every time they pulled, he screamed. He wouldn't budge. Eventually, they decided it would just be best to wait for the ambulance to arrive from town. I got up to look around, realizing there was nothing to do for Clark until the paramedics arrived. That was when I realized that South was gone. Huh. Okay. Maybe it is. Yeah, definitely getting some deal with the devil vibes here. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I didn't sleep a wink that night. Rode in the ambulance, called family, friends, and co-workers that weren't at the track to let them know Clark's condition. Around 6 a.m., Stoff showed up in the emergency room with a bouquet of bright red roses. He laid them down next to Clark's bedside. Clark barely acknowledged the man's existence. He was still going in and out of consciousness. But we knew by this point that Clark was going to be paralyzed for at least the near future, if not the rest of his life. After some small talk with me and my family, Stoff asked if I would talk to him outside. His tone was somber, but there was something about his eyes that deceived a certain brightness, almost as if he were happy about the whole situation. Huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Calling it. Dang. Okay, I'm really going in with a blind eye, because I'm just like... It's interesting, though. Yeah. Huh. Now, the a lot of the framing with these no-sleep stories is that they're supposed to be like... I mean, this is right out bullshit but like they they tend to they try to skew real like if you post them on the website it's like oh people are supposed to acknowledge pretend like they are real and you know not critique the writer nice the thing you know the nice thing about Atticus sending these stories is like i presume he wants us to do the critiquing that's why you sent them to us like oh, oh yeah I guess. so um i'll say right now i think the one thing that's throwing me is is if you're genre savvy you can pick up pretty but i mean that's not that's not a bad thing i kind of like but but I kind of like stuff, but I don't know. It's just, I, it's so, it's so blatant to me that this man is, might be the the devil. Mm-hmm. So. It like, I, I even started getting that vibes too, and I didn't know about that connection. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, but it's not a bad thing necessarily. I'll, I'm curious to see where this goes. Yeah. I have a theory, but I'm not going to say anything yet. I want to see what happens. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> I walked out into the hall and noticed that he was still wearing the same suit that he had been wearing in the night. Not a speck of mud or cake dirt on it, which is doubly strange, knowing that he had been at a dirt track the night before. Anyone that has been to a local dirt track knows that no one comes away without a half inch of dirt covering their person. He kept talking about how sorry he was for my brother and how great of a driver that he was. Then he asked me if I drove. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, commentary. Okay, I'm I, okay. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I knew. I knew where this. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Um, this sounds like it's something that's gonna be passed down, or he just wants to make another deal with someone. But um, I'm. I like. I like this kind of trope. So mm-hmm. it's clicking with me. Good. <laughs> let me see. Um, 
I knew where this line of questioning was going. I wish I had said no. I wish I had. I wish I had at least talked to my brother, but I didn't. We talked about how I raced with my brother up until a few years ago. Dad's bad leg being what it was, we had a choice. One of us had to help him at the shop, and the other had to continue racing. Clark was always the more aggressive driver, always the one that would make moves on the track that may not stick. That uh, tenacity, sorry, is what won out. I wouldn't really call our discussions arguments, but on and off the track, I was always the one to let off first in a game of chicken. This was my... Ch- ah, I was finally going to take it. There it is. Dang it! <laughs> the, uh, clearly our narrator is not genre savvy. <laughs> You're about to make a Faustian oh bargain with a man named Stoff, you fool. Dang. <laughs> I kind of want to slap him. <laughs> Just I wake know. up. You know, it's funny, Henry Stoff in The Seventh Guest did the same thing. He's like, you can have anything your heart desires. Just come to my house <laughs> and play my game. Like, yeah, I'll <laughs> Stranger's house. <laughs> Especially if he's an eccentric tall doll slash toy maker. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, David's recommendation one of corner dolls. this episode. Go look up The Seventh Guest. All, everybody listening, go look up The Seventh Guest. You won't regret it. Um... I I talked to my parents, told Clark what I was doing. He seemed happy for me at the time. I gladly signed the contract that morning. By 8 a.m., I was scheduled to race the Stoff Auto Parts No. 6 Sprint Car in the official World of Outlaws race in the next weekend. I was at the shop every day that week. I barely slept. Every morning, I would leave the hospital around 7 o'clock and spend the whole day working on the car until 7 in the the evening. When I would return to the hospital to check on Clark, he appreciated my attendance to his side, but I could tell something was wrong. He wouldn't let on what it was at the time, and I shrugged it off as concern for his paralysis. Mm. Hmm. When it came time to race, I was nervous but excited. The crowd was a sea of red. Oh, a lot of people had bought shirts uh, for a fundraiser for my brother. I knew this was my shot. Sure, I had nine more races on the contract for the season, but this was my chance to show myself as being just as good as Clark. I qualified well for the first heat, starting in fourth. The car drove better than any sprint car I had ever sat in. The car went wherever I wanted to go. Ooh, whenever I wanted it to go. When I put my foot down to accelerate, it stuck like a dream. When the green flag dropped, I coasted by the competition i barely had to move around on the racetrack looking for different race uh, racing grooving racing grooves as one would typically do when racing on dirt i ended up winning winning the heat and dominating the main feature race of the night the crowd was electric when i crossed that finish line over the 23 car engines i could hear the cheers i will never have a better moment in my life i just wish my brother had been there to share it it's all down here from here my dude I apologize for Gracie. I, mean, I apologize for Gracie wanting to chime in, by the way, but I guess she had some thoughts. <laughs> she had her own commentary. Yeah, it was apparently bark, bark. <laughs> I feel like um, that this isn't all like his doing with driving the car. I feel like the brother crashed for a specific reason that wasn't his fault, which is probably what happened. Ooh, well, you're saying that the brother, the brother crashed. Are you are you think that the mate, the brother crashed deliberately, or are you saying that the brother that maybe stopped oh. caused the crash? Yeah, I'm thinking that um, little demon man caused the crash because right now it seems like the brother's doing pretty well. 
So I'm thinking he hasn't. He's having some type of leverage. Ooh, indeed. Well, uh, you know, this could. This could. I'm still waiting for the for the shoe to drop. I want to see where this goes. I, I again, I appreciate the level of detail when it comes to something I don't really know that much about, which is the 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 sprint cars. I like mm-hmm. the detail. That's it's not beating you over the head with it, but it definitely makes you feel like it makes me feel like I I I you know I can picture this all pretty clearly. So that that's helpful and always good to look at as a writer. So yeah, I appreciate the research. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was basically how the next few weeks went as well. Spent time at the race shop, the hospital, and then at home with Clark after he was released. My dad didn't mind handling the shop through the end of the season when I promised to return. Last night, I was talking with Clark in the living room, and we had the MAVTV World of Outlaws broadcast playing in the background. When it switched to a story about Clark's crash, I went to turn it off, and he stopped me. It wasn't a hung throttle. I remember Clark saying almost absentmindedly. I pushed for more information, and he just shrugged. I know what a hung throttle feels like, and that wasn't it. It was like I wasn't driving the car. (laughs) I told Clark that I didn't intend on renewing his contract for the next season, uh, and his face went white. Why the hell not? Clark blurted. I explained that Dad still needed me at the shop, and our mom really didn't like going to the races since the accident. Clark said that I couldn't back out of that, that he wouldn't let me. I pressed him for more answers, and he wouldn't budge. Eventually, all he would say is to read his contract. It was in the bottom drawer of the desk in his room. Ooh, oh, oh let's go! Here, here it is. <clears throat> I eventually relented and grabbed his contract. From what I could gather and what I could remember from the contract I signed, it was the same contract. This time, I was actually reading the print. It had a lot of the jargon that you would expect. Protection of IP rights, appearance obligations, and rules about what products Clark could and could not use in public to avoid uh, (laughs) competing sponsor issues. (laughs) Then, when I got to the driver obligations section of the contract, I was perplexed. It had strange draconian requirements that really didn't make much sense. By signing this contract, the driver... Uh, oh, no. Signed their soul for the purpose of driving for the self-auto parts corp. Any attempts to back out of this contract prematurely will be met with strict... Litigative... Litigative measures. Thank you. You're welcome. I had to reread that section multiple times to make sure I wasn't reading that wrong. It didn't say for the sole purpose of. It literally said, signs away their soul for the purpose. (laughs) I was taken aback. I reread the contract multiple times, and then I realized that there was no expiration date, no guidelines on how many races Clark was signed on for. The document itself only mentioned the date when Clark signed it. Well, I guess you have to read. I kind of find it hilarious that you didn't read that someone didn't read the fine print. They're like, oh, for the sole purpose of, but they didn't realize it was sign away your soul. That seems a little. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's um. That's bonkers. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I, is that... Oh, yeah, I kind of... Okay, yeah, saw this one coming. He signed, he signed his soul to the devil to be a, a good a good sprint car racer, I guess. It seems almost like like comedy, that section to me. I don't know if that's just me, but it's like... It's funny. Yeah, well, it definitely... It definitely, it definitely feels like no sleep territory and that oh here's this thing that's really really hard to believe but you're supposed to take it at face value that yeah my my friend my brother sold his signed his soul away to a man named Stoff oh my god (laughs) may or may not be Mephistopheles 
<laughs> some good shit. This is, yeah. Mm, mm. Inject it right here. Ugh, there we go. Ugh, I tried, oh, God. Mm, I tried looking for contact information for Stoff and asked him to clear, to ask him some clarifying questions regarding my contract, and I couldn't find any. I came out and asked Clark if he had Stoff's phone number, and he said he didn't have one. I asked how Clark contacted Stoff, and Clark just stared blankly at me. Stoff contacted me when it was necessary. I never had information for him. Why would... I spent all of the morning calling the two Stoff stores in town, hoping to contact him. Neither store had contact information for their owner, which in itself was just baffling. I eventually relented and started getting ready for the, right, uh, for the race tonight. When I got to the track, the first person to approach me was just the man I had been looking for, Stoff, wearing his deep red suit and tie, came up to me and simply said, You can't break out. Or you can't back out. I was taken aback. I informed him that I wasn't backing out. I was just not renewing the contract. Stoff smirked at, at that and simply said, You aren't up for renewal yet. Your brother wasn't either. Um, Dang, this man knows how to kind of business. He sure does. I mean, can you imagine being someone who could, like, you know effectively remove himself from having to be contacted imagine all the uh solicitation calls you'd avoid all the junk mail you'd uh you'd oh my cramming. god honestly <laughs> the, i think uh, we all need to be a little bit off we all we all want to be a little bit like stuff don't we <laughs> there's a little bit of stuff in everybody <laughs> that's a new quote this, let me this, see uh, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from 2020 there's a little stuff in everybody i <laughs> Maybe don't elaborate on that one too much. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Upon hearing this, I lost it, swearing at him and throwing accusatory remarks like they were daggers. I stormed off. I got out of my. I got out to my car, slammed the door, and peeled it off home, not looking back. My phone was been. Wait, sorry. My phone has been going off the hook since then. When I got home, my brother was gone. Strange, since he had been wheelchair-bound since the accident, and he hadn't been at the races tonight. I eventually noticed two sheets of paper on the dining room table. I hadn't been there earlier in the day. One was a contract, and the other was a handwritten note in my brother's handwriting. Ooh. The note read, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you sooner. I wasn't sure of it myself. Don't back out of the contract. He will find you. (sighs) The uh. other sheet of paper was a contract. Oh, my God. But this one was different from the staff one. This was a contract to join a NASCAR development team with manufacturer backing. This contract would change everything for Clark and our family. My excitement was tempered when I flipped the page over and saw where the signature was written. A huge red spot of ink covered the signature area, covering what looked to be Clark's signature. I was left with more questions than answers. Then answers when my phone flashed with a text from Martin Stolf, a number that I knew I had not programmed into my phone. Well, you know what? Now he has his phone number. He would. He's old scratch. (laughs) He he has everybody's phone number. (laughs) You are in violation of your contract. Prepare to suffer the consequences, baby! Dang. Well. Okay. That was, um, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a bargain gone bad. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I do like I like though that's I think one of my favorite things in this was just about uh, the information about the races and other things like that because I have no knowledge about that mm-hmm. so reading this it really does seem like there was work put into this not just some random story that was jumbled down oh yeah yeah so I'm gonna give like props to that definitely um, I say I think if there was gonna be anything to rework about this if you wanted to rework it I feel like. I feel like you could you could almost play up. I kind of like. I don't know if you're going for tongue. In, I don't know if Atticus is going for tongue in cheek here to some of it. I really dug the 
soul purpose of slash you sell your soul thing. Like that's that's pretty funny. Um, but my God, is it apparent that this is just a deal with the devil? And the fact that no one in the n- no one in the, the our narrator nor Clark realize it is a little bit silly to me. Like you think yeah. they would pick up on that? Like this guy just oozes the devil. He's just like. He doesn't wear Prada, but he's definitely the devil. I know what I would like to see for once, because usually they portray like the devil, you know, just like this. I want to see him like differently. Maybe I don't know. Like it might be like it's like completely opposite. But, you know, it could be like a beggar, someone you would like never guess, because then I feel like it would be more of a twist rather than something, you know, that is coming. Rather, it's like something that smacks your face. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just because, like, um, I, yeah, we're so used to the devil being, like, suave, smooth, good-looking, dresses well. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad image for the devil. I mean, because he's supposed to be someone who, like, you know, comes out, is like, let's make a deal, and you feel compelled to do it. Because what's not to like about this guy? But it's such a tell at this point. When anybody shows up in a red suit and is, uh, like, this creepy smile, like, it's the, it's the goddamn devil. It's a red sign. You already it's a, know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Lucifer himself. I mean... Uh, so, yeah, um, you know what, props, though, I still think I, I ultimately did enjoy this, just, you know, it, uh, it wasn't like I didn't see the end coming. Yeah, like, I think you need to know how to balance, like, having those, you know, t- typical cliches, and at the same time knowing how to break away from them mm-hmm. to make it seem more, like, engaging, and not that this wasn't engaging, I enjoyed it quite a lot, oh, but yeah. it will make you feel like you're more on, like, you're you're driving with like one headlight on rather than you know which path you're already going through. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Especially because it's a car analogy, so it worked out. Yeah, I didn't even realize that connection until just now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna so 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 Viv. One of the things we do when we kind of wrap up our discussion about a story is we give it uh, since this is undercooked analysis, we give it our freshness rating, which is just an arb. You know, however you feel like rating this, and uh, you can use whatever criteria you want. So I'm going to give this story uh, seven guests out of uh, Stoff's Mansion. Wow. Okay, I like that. Um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Three broken wheels out of one broken car. <laughs> that's pretty good. Hey, you know what? For 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 your first freshness rating, that's a pretty good one, and that's high. But that's high marks. Oh, wow, thank you. Nice <laughs> See what I did there? Ah! <laughs> I almost choked on my water. I'm, oh man, I, I'm not trying to kill anybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, so so the reason I want to read this next one is because um, the way Atticus frames it is it's almost like a little bit of a contrast because he says, he wrote this one to make a point to my friend that no sleep popularity is entirely driven by the title of the story I barely put any work into the story, and I got 100 upvotes, and is by far my most popular story. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, comparatively, this was uploaded three years ago. The other one was three months ago, and is, you know, it's all right. This one is titled, I Don't Watch YouTube Videos Anymore. Well. That's that's a no-sleep title. <laughs> it certainly is a no-sleep title. <laughs> I know. I, I even feel like I've tasted something like that before. Absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not surprised... Um, if it was a if it was a real proper no sleep title it would be I don't watch YouTube videos anymore. Here's why. Or I don't watch YouTube vid- videos anymore, and you neither should you. Or I don't watch YouTube videos anymore because something creepy happened. Or I you know just like I'm I'm, ba- I'm actually bad at coming up with no sleep titles because I can't think in that 
space of like how to just make the most inane title I can just to get people's attention. Anyway, um, so are how, uh, yeah, let, let's let's give this one a shot. It's not very long. Heck yeah. Okay. Did you want to read it this time, or should I read it again? Uh, I, I technically read the last paragraph, even though it was just that that last sentence from Soft. So. Uh, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we are at the end. We'll kind of compare and con- we'll keep it to itself. And at the end, I think I kind of want to compare and contrast this just in that same sort of like with that framing of no sleep titles and popularity uh, to story content. Uh-huh. Um, but let's see how this is as a standalone. And uh, I'll you can you can start us off. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay. I just started off by saying that I wasn't sorry. Bleh. I should start off by saying that I was addicted to YouTube. It isn't that I particularly enjoyed the website that much. It is just where I go when I would get super bored. That's isn't that everybody though? Yeah, I feel like if I the thing is, if I go on YouTube, I'll get sucked in too deep and then I'll end up like wanting to get off, but I can't. It's like cocaine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that. Well, you mentioned earlier like uh, you know, just running uh like let's plays of adventure games in the background as like or mystery games. As like a thing. Uh, what's your what would what would you what's your YouTube vice? Out of curiosity, like what's the thing that you like? Will just be like, oh, this is recommended, and I like this kind of thing, so I'll just put that on. What's your YouTube vice? Usually, okay, it could range from YouTube to I used to listen. I used to listen in the background a lot to PewDiePie. Um, so Lo-Fi PewDiePie to <laughs> does that exist? BuzzFeed. <laughs> lo-Fi PewDiePie. <laughs> You know what? I could probably look that up later and find one. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lo-fi, PewDiePie, BuzzFeed, and then Speed Paints. Yeah. Ah, Speed Paints. I like um, I like the, the BuzzFeed Supernatural, fair enough. Uh, me and Kayla watch oh, that together a lot. Yeah. It's so fun. It's a like good contrast with those two guys. Yeah, I like I like, I like like that. I like their, their uh, the, the way they play off each other. And... Uh, <laughs> It's good. Um, um, I think my we I have some weird ones. For me, it's it's um, and people people are gonna roll their eyes when I say this because they're gonna know it's a uh, theme park. It's theme park videos. Oh, like I like watching people's recordings of rides from you know theme parks I can't visit. So like overseas places and dark rides from oh. other places. I have a problem. I'm- no, that's cool. I've never heard of that. Sometimes I get into those like top ten YouTube theories, blah blah blah, of blah blah blah, or uh-huh. top ten subreddit things. I listen to that sometimes. Those creepy ones. I, I get that. Um, my other one is watching people play Planet Coaster, which is again theme park adjacent. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to go to a theme park when this is over. I need to. It. Uh, it's so. It's so bad. I miss. I miss Knott's Berry Farm so badly. <laughs> uh, shout out to my Knott's friends. I know you're out there who uh, who are who you know. I know some people are slowly being rehired. Uh, shout out to my friends from Ghost Town Alive who didn't get to do their season this year because of uh, the virus. Uh, hopefully, we w- these things will have recovered enough by next summer that we will get to return to that little town of Calico. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, that was a long tangent. Let's get back to the story. That was my fault. Um, long day at the office with nothing to do. I watched YouTube. Wife is asleep next to me. I watched YouTube. Sitting on the toilet with, well, you get the picture. It is just a habit that I have formed since I started visiting the website years ago. I believe the first video that I ever watched was The Ultimate Showdown. If you haven't seen this magnificent classic... Here is a link to it. Oh. Recently, I will. Oh, 
Yeah, no, I recognize that. It's just funny. I'm like, oh, that brings back memories. Sorry, carry on. (laughs) Recently, I will find myself claiming that I will just watch one video, and then I find myself plunging down the rabbit hole of related videos, and before I know it, an hour has passed, and I went from watching some dude blow up a watermelon in slow motion to an educational video about what happens if you put a potato wrapped in aluminum foil into a microwave. (laughs) Uh, Not sure if that's educational. It's it's fun and educational is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds like Mythbusters right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I miss that. Oh, and Vsauce. Oh, I do. I, uh, Joel or Vinny. Because uh, uh. Vinny. I mean, I mean, Vinny. Vinny's kind of the heart and soul of it. But I I, I want to make sure people know, like Joel. Joel's good too in his own right. So like, I like them both. Yeah, they both have their own like unique kind of thing. Hmm. But no, Vinny, Vinny's stuff is great. I, 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 I like Vine Sauce. Um, uh, man, it's so weird to realize that how old Ultimate Showdown is and Neil Cicerega is still going strong. Dude's a freaking... Rena- like, dude's a freaking renaissance man. My hat's off to Neil Cicerega. Uh, I have never heard of him before. You what? I've never heard of him before. Okay, do me a favor. Uh, when this is done... <laughs> Uh, you can click on that link and watch that video, but then look up, um, if you ever have just, just check out some of the stuff on this channel. Check out the, uh, the Potter Puppet Pals. That was a lot of people's introduction to him. <gasps> Wait, him? Yeah, that's him. Oh my gosh, that, I just got, like, smacked with a blast from the past. <laughs> no Dang, kidding, right? that was him. Oh, that wow, him. okay, I I guess I do know him. He's done a lot of stuff. He, uh, his, um, his remix albums, uh, Mouth Noises, Mouth Silence, and Mouth Moves, uh, Mouth, Mouth Moods, are very good. They're just these incredible mashups where he puts, like, he made, um, he, he, he was able to find a way to mash up, uh, fucking In the End, uh, with, um, What a Fool Believes, and it gels so well as, like, this copacetic 70s, disco-esque thing but with i tried so hard and got so far yes oh angsty and still Ooh, i like that okay yeah it's wonderful i'll um i'll 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 pitch i'll pitch some links to you a little later oh yeah hook me Uh, up okay uh due to my love of horror i find myself watching those scary prank videos that have become their own subgenre. oh i hate that shit they typically follow the pattern of having some person dressed in a scary costume jump out and scare random onlookers for a hidden camera they're usually pretty funny. Some of the videos can get elaborate, with the scary costume people tearing up fake dead bodies, and I even saw one video that featured a crazy clown with a flamethrower. I was watching some scary prank videos while I was sitting at my desk at work. I mostly do data entry if anyone cares. The video I was watching had a guy in a clown costume taking a hammer to some fake dummies, with a, which mortified the onlookers. I was watching this video, there's a link, when I noticed a video in the related section of the sidebar that grabbed my attention. It was titled Volunteer Park with a blank thumbnail. Mm. From what I can remember, the video only had about 20 views, which I thought was odd because usually videos with that many views don't appear in the related bar. I clicked on the video. Uh Uh-oh. The only only scary prank video I've seen that I think I've enjoyed uh, was the one where they dressed up a dog as a giant spider. Aww. The dog is super cute and friendly, but... In the dark, it looks like it's just a big spider. They put this elaborate spider ring on it, so the dog sees someone coming and runs toward them like, friend, friend, and all they see is this giant spider running toward them, so they freak out and run away. Oh my god, I would be so worried, though, if someone tried to kick the spider. Oh, no, no one tried to kick the spider, thankfully. Like, you could see that the handlers were were nearby, so. 
Oh, that's terrifying, though. I'd probably just scream. (laughs) Yeah, I get It's funny because, like, if you look at it closer, you can tell it's the dog, but from a distance, it does look like it's a giant spider. Oh, God. Um, The the first thing I noticed uh, was that the name of the YouTube account was just a set of jumbled numbers and letters. The video opens with a view of what looks like a giant reservoir. As I have more time to focus on the scene, I realize that I have seen the reservoir before. The video must have been filmed in the volunteer park near where I work. I found myself getting giddy over the idea of seeing landmarks that I recognized. It was dark with only the streetlights to illuminate the shot. The camera was focused on some bushes that were next to the reservoir. After about 15 seconds of nothing happening, I moved my cursor over the screen to make sure that it wasn't frozen. Right as I was about to click off the video, I noticed a man walk into the f- oh walk into frame. He was big, like John Cena big. From what the man was wearing, I could tell that he must uh, work a construction job. The guy had on one of those lime green vests that reflected light in work zones. Interesting. Hmm. So this is a yeah. I'm not surprised from the title, but this is gonna this is one of those found footage ones where it's like oh I saw a creepy thing and now I wish mm-hmm. I hadn't. Um, I'm just waiting for this thing to possibly connect with this guy right here that's talking about YouTube. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen. I mean, these happen before. And again, as Atticus said, this is like one that he put like zero effort into, apparently, uh, just to (laughs) prove a point. He wrote it basically to uh, to prove a point. Um, Right as John Cena was about to walk out, (laughs) was about to walk out of the camera's field of view, he stopped. He then started slowly backing away in hesitation. A dark figure pounced across the screen at Mr. Cena as he started to run. Once John was out of frame, the dark figure turned to the camera and approached to shut the camera off. The last thing that I remember seeing was the figure's head as it stared into the camera lens. He was wearing a bright white bag with two holes cut out for his eyes. Oh, well, I didn't expect that. I thought John Cena was a psycho. <laughs> John Cena. Oh, man. John Cena. It would have been, been great. If like this, uh, you know, this figure had jumped out and, and C- Cena had just turned around and just like done a suplex on him, and then you hear, "Oh my God, Waldo!" That's the ending. Hey, uh, hey, future David, can you put the? Yeah, thank you, future David. Appreciate it. Okay, don't don't mind future David. He comes in here every so often to do some editing and throw in random stuff that I ask him to put in. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> nice to meet you, future David. Uh. Future David can't answer you right now because he's in the future, but I'm sure he'll find a way to, to answer you. Okay. After seeing this video, I was ecstatic. I decided right then and there that I was going to swing by Volunteer Park on the way home from work and try to see if I could get in the next youtube video that this guy made are what you the hell? <laughs> i think what's more shocking are these people yeah these people <laughs> who are not aware of what's going on um in the business we call it jera symptoms Ugh. the quality wasn't that great and he obviously wasn't a big youtuber based on the number of views that the video had but to be honest None of that really mattered to me. If all else failed, I could just swing by the art gallery that was in the park then head home after that. The park is um, an art I gallery? Think, That's awesome. I, I think you just should go there instead instead of seeing this masked dude. Yeah, honestly, he should just go to the art gallery and not worry about it. That's so strange. 
I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Also, like, is he expecting to see Jason Voorhees? Because he's basically describing Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2. I don't know what he wants out of this. I, I think yeah. he's just bored. What's his motivation? He's just like, I like that he, he was ecstatic. Like, what? Why? It's just some random guy with a mask who scared a person, and the video wasn't, like, very popular or anything. Is it just because, like, oh, wow, someone's doing this near where I live? Uh, no, nah, this guy's got what's coming to him. He's gonna, yeah, well, I mean, he's narrating it, so he probably survives, but some no-sleep stories, you know, shit the bed and go into the direction of, like, uh, oh, and then I died, and if you're reading this, there's something, or I'm gonna die soon, and there's scratching at my door, uh, I need to post this now oh. so people can hear my story, and I'm always like, uh, maybe don't do that, that's been done to death, and it's never done well. Instead of calling my family, I'll just do this instead. I'll just write to random strangers on the internet. Stephen King wrote a short story once that I think did that well, where um, the protagonist is writing about something he did. 1990. I have the book somewhere, but it's 1990-something. I think it had to do with rats and his wife and his son and killing his wife. Maybe. Uh, I was thinking, I can't remember the name of the short story, but it's in the collection uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I think, wait, don't I have that book right here? Let me see. Oh, I have full dark no stars. Oh, okay. Do you have Skeleton Crew? No, I don't. Okay. The one Stephen King book I own is Nightmares and Dreamscapes in hardcover. <laughs> I found Do it. Do you recommend a, it? I yeah, I liked it. I I, I, I there's a couple. I, I I tend to like King short stories a lot. So um, even if some of them are really silly, uh, my mm-hmm. favorite one in the collection might be. You know, they've got one hell of a band. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's not. It, I don't think a lot of the stories in there are like super well known. Um, but they're 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 fun, and they're very, they have that that creepy pasta element to them. Of course, I was reading these before. <laughs> that book kept me sane on a on a long camping trip once. So, oh, so so work got out, and I made my way to the park. The whole trek took about an hour, and by the time I got to the edge of the park, it was already dark out. I made my way around the reservoir to where I remember the video being filled from, and I noticed a the light of an ambulance and some police cars. Huh. There was a small crowd gathered around the clearing where the video was shot. I see two paramedics and a police officer standing over a large dark mass on the ground. I move around some people and I think I accidentally knocked a kid over to try to get a better look at the officials. As I get to the front of the crowd, I see him. There was John Cena lying on the ground with what looks to be a giant red gash through his midsection. The man's once bright green vest was now dirty and dull due to the mixture of mud and gore that the man was laying in. I felt like I was going to be sick, not just because of the dead body, but also because of what I witnessed earlier that day. How did you get that close? Yeah, how did you get that close? How did anyone get that close? Jeez. Like, enough to, like, be able to see it. I mean... I guess it. I guess he's. If it's if it's John Cena, if it's actually John Cena, we know we have. Then that makes sense. It was John's. Could you imagine reading this out of context and not reading anything before? Like there was John Cena. Oh my God! Someone murdered John Cena. Like the actual John Cena. <laughs> Can we also just talk about the kid that's next to there? I accidentally knocked a kid over. Yeah, like someone would have. <laughs> someone would have beat him up for that. Honestly. Jesus, this child's gonna have all those types of PTSD. Yeah, this is. Okay, I definitely agree. I, I definitely can tell, like, where Atticus is coming from. This, like, he literally just wrote this story to prove a point. Some of this is just, this is already really silly. But it does give me the opportunity to say, well, I do, I want to res- pay my respects to uh, John Cena. His, his time was up. 
His time was mm-hmm. now. Cue the sad music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I rushed home, afraid and confused. My wife tends to get home late, so I wasn't surprised to find the apartment dark. The first thing I did was turn on my PC and try to find the video that I watched at work. I tried searching Volunteer Park to no avail. After searching Scare Park Volunteer Park, Murder Park Seattle, oh, it's in Seattle, Murder Volunteer <laughs> Park, an assortment of random letters and numbers in a hope to find the user who that uploaded the video, I gave up and came here. Do you, why couldn't he have just gone to his, uh, like, search history? Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm like, that's a huge, just like, smack to the forehead. Yeah, just like, yeah. if you watched it, the address you haven't cleared your cache like it'll still be in your history that video unless you clean your history to make sure that no one sees all the deviant porn that you watch you know like oh Oh my god (laughs) yeah first we have a child and then we have just unknown history just suddenly disappears and then (laughs) i don't know this guy (laughs) uh take take us home viv we got one more paragraph two more well two more if you count the last bit Oh, definitely. I have no idea what to do. I checked my hi- oh, I checked my history and the video and account seemed to be removed or deleted. I didn't know oh, if going no. to the cops oh. <laughs> will help because I have no proof of what I watched. I have no clue why the algorithm showed me that video, and I really wish that it hadn't. <laughs> so I am begging and <laughs> sorry. Just, so I'm begging I, 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 I wish it hadn't. Is oh, thank you. Oh my god. What should I do? Who can I turn to? Gracie, you turn to Gracie. Gracie, <laughs> come here. Please help me. <laughs> Gracie. Well, at least they put the history part. Yeah, okay. Props to you for covering your bases there, Atticus. What's funny is the other one barely had any comments. This has a bunch. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> he proved his point about the title. Uh, <laughs> I'll point out. Yep, this is obviously inaccurate. If that guy looked like John Cena, then you wouldn't have been able to see him. Ha ha ha. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm just confused. Like, the most thing that I was confused with was just his emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, the way he reacted with all this. He's... he's And, like, I even forgot because just the way, like... Hmm? No, go ahead. Sorry. Again, Skype lag kicked in, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just the way he acted, it made me even forget he had a wife. I don't know if that's like I know we were all kiddish, but like this was very strange. Like it seemed I don't know, like I I felt like it was like a almost like a teenager that just had nothing else to do and after school he would just go and like check this out. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, he 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 smacks as typical creepypasta protagonist. Mm-hmm. Essentially he just Oh, something weird happened. It, I know it, it has the potential. To be, there's, there's not much for him. He's just a, you're a cre- he's just a creepypasta protagonist. Um, and again, like I realize this was not a hundred percent effort thing. I definitely think of the two, uh, the sprint cars one was a lot stronger and a lot more fun. But this was, this was goofy. I liked how goofy this was. My favorite element was the John Cena and how he kept at John Cena's name. I just kept on going with that. That's like my favorite part. Yeah, honestly, the fact that, uh, um, and him knocking the kid over with no consequences, that's that's good. That's some good writing. Kid <laughs> <laughs> probably deserved it. He's a, he's a kid. No one likes kids. I'm getting old enough where I'm just like, darn kids. 
you kids and your TikToks. Get off my lawn. Oh, God. Dear oh, kids. you just gave me, like, Vietnam flashbacks. No, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. It's okay. The choppers, the choppers aren't there. Viv, come back. Viv, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I got you. I'm okay. Okay. Whew. You okay? Good? You don't need, you don't need the meds? Are you okay? I think I'm good. Okay, I just good. took them. I think I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. Go. Cool. Because I was having I was having flashbacks at the time you had non flashbacks when we met at the con- <laughs> Oh but <laughs> I was like, hey, I really Dude. like your art. Are you okay? And you're like, no, I'm having a non flashback. <laughs> and then I and then I bought your art and you were like, Oh, that cured it. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I need to look at that picture. I know I took a picture with you. I just need to look through all my files. Oh, that's right, yeah. because uh, there was that one day where you was uh, I'm trying to remember Forgive me if I'm wrong. You did the the me 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 cosplay, right? Yes, that is right. That I was, was sweating cool. in that thing. That was cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of it was one of my lesser like a lot of like layers because it was hot there. It was I was stressing a little bit. It was warm for January. Yeah. I remember it was like oh boy. Um, I, I hope I hope we can I hope that convention will roll around again and we can. We can all we can all go back. That's that's still one of my favorites. I run tabletop RPGs there, so. Oh, I know. I always want to check that out, but I didn't have time last time. I was glued to my table. Yeah, you were vending. That makes sense, honestly. It was fun though. There's a lot of people that I met. It, there was there was some strange people. There was a pirate dude, but other than the pirate dude, he's pretty good. Like I can make a creepy pasta out of that guy. Oh yeah, you you know what? I bet you know maybe sometime you and I should get back together and we should just do horror stories about people we've met at conventions and just see oh them. my god that would oh, I have so much that would be so fun you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna put a rain check on that and I think maybe we can come back to this maybe just do a discussion instead of even reading stories we just talk about weird things that have happened to us at cons oh can we that would be so fun we, yeah you know what let's, let's fucking do it I'll bring Kayla in for that one too because she can tell oh stories. heck yeah I mean, the weirdest person I went at a con was my wife, admittedly. But <laughs> oh, no roast. No roast. This is it, it, weird in a good way. You know, there's weird bad and there's weird good. And there's like the weird that matches your weird. And she was the weird that matched my weird. So, you know. Aww, okay. Yeah. That that should be like, like that should be like engraved on something. It'll be engraved on my tombstone. Oh, well, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right, so 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 yeah, I, I get where this is coming from, and I'm sorry that it, I'm, I, I, you proved your point, Atticus. That even though this story was way sillier and way made way less sense, yeah, it's funny that people interact with the title more. Uh, he he also did send a couple other ones, but I'm gonna save those for another time. Uh, thank you for taking us on the exploration through No Sleep, and thank you for submitting the stories for us to read. Um, uh, there will be links to the stories in the description uh, or in the show notes for this episode. And yeah, I think uh, this just leaves a freshness rating. So, uh, um, I'm gonna give this one Brapple dough out of a Reservoir Art Gallery. Um, five kicked kids out of one lazy husband. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Oh <coughs> man, um, Viv, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It was a lot of fun having you. It was so fun. I don't know why I was so anxious. This is like therapeutic. I'm glad. See, see, once you once you get rolling, it starts to feel like more natural. You know, like that's just that's just the way it is. Like by the time by the time you return, you'll be like you'll you'll have done it. You'll feel prepared. You'll probably have like a bunch of uh, freshnesses stacked up in the back of your head. You know that kind of thing. 
Oh, yeah, this is really nice, too, especially, like, during quarantine. Like, we don't have many people to talk to. Well, like, you have the exception you have your wife, you got your dog. But, like, this is really nice to be able to just, like, connect with people. I think this is really, it's healthy. I'm glad I could help. But admittedly, my dog is not much of a conversationalist, as you heard just now. But She has what she has to say what she has to say. That is that is true. She's very good. At, <laughs> um, she's very good at communicating her needs. Uh, her needs are very selfish, however. You know, usually scratch at the door. You need to go out? No, I want you to play with me. Oh. And give me treats. <laughs> I open the door. You want to go out? I'm just going to sniff the air and not pee. Oh, my gosh. That's that's crazy for you. Yeah, it's mine, too. They just stare at me, and they're like, oh, no, I just wanted you to open the door. I'm not going outside. <laughs> uh, so while we're at it, since we're kind of getting the winding down phase, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug for our listeners where they might find your work or anything special you want to share? Oh, uh, you could follow me if you want to on um, Instagram for any edgy art and cosplays. It's uh, cutiepieviv, C-U-T-I-E-P-I-E-V-I-V. Cutie pie, um, as in 3.14? Yes. Adorable 3.14. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you mentioned a book also? Oh, yeah. Um, I just finished uh, my uh, psychological horror novel, uh, the like maybe about a month ago. And right now I'm going through the process of just having it funded for me. Uh, also another shameless plug, I have that connected in my Instagram bio. It's a GoFundMe. And, um, yeah, but I'm trying to get everything published both as, like, a hardcover and a Kindle. And I'm also going to be sending out, like, books through, like, giveaways and other things like that. But I'm just prepping for that. And it's it's a lot of work, but it's it feels so real now that it's, like, I don't know, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. And props to you for, uh, you know, going the self, kind of a self-publishing, self-funded route. I have a couple novels that I've written, and I've yet to figure out if I want to self-publish them or hopefully bust them out and get an agent. But, you know, um, a lot of my life has been taken up now with podcasts, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, you did tell me. I think you said that you hid them away somewhere. <laughs> they're they're stowed in my uh, backpack, my backpack oh. that's in my basement. I don't well, have a basement nor a backpack. I ha- well, no, I have a backpack. <laughs> I just don't have a basement. I mean, if you decide that you wanted to, like, self-publish, since I'm going through the route, I could, like... I can give you, like, a guideline, because it was so hard to, like, look for different guidelines, because not a lot of people want to tell their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you need help, I can just, like, give you, like, everything that I know so far. Sure. I'd be happy to pick your brain about that uh, oh, at yeah. some point. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, go ahead and check out Viv's stuff if you get a chance. And, hey, if you like what you've heard here, you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. We really appreciate it. You can check out the other shows on the Creative Horror Network, like The Witching Hour, which I understand might be going through a bit of a revival right now. There's Darkly Lit. There's Midnight Marinara, uh, Trick or Track. Uh, We have a couple other things we're working on, but I don't want to talk too much about them right now. But we are actively in the process of bringing some new podcast material in the near future to creative horror so uh, keep an keep an ear open for that and hey if you're brave like atticus and you want to send us a story to read and give the uca treatment you can email me midnightmarinera at gmail.com you can send us a submission it can be published already or it could be never published before and if you're willing to let us read it and maybe not pull our punches talking about some of it we are happy to do that uh our goal with the show as always is to have fun be giant assholes sometimes <laughs> And uh, just, you know, help uh, writers, you know, take a look at their craft and, and see if we can make horror a little more creative. So um, 
thank you all for your continued support. And as is usually the case with UCA, I have no idea how to end this effectively. Hmm. You should cue it with X-File music. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.